This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment thinks very differently about leadership, describing it as tangible energy. He says everyone leads. Author and executive coach Brian Broaddus has been referred to as a momentum changer for his ability to refocus people's energy on their best days and their best self. He integrates what you already know about leadership with an intimate and energized shift in thinking that creates an electrified upward spiral. This sounds so inspiring. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you, David. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Let's talk about this idea that we're walking around, we're half awake. Talk to us about what you mean when you say that. Sure. Sure. So, you know, and I I talk about leaders because leaders have to have a higher perspective. Leaders are, are supposed to create ease at work and uh, comfort and um, put everybody in a place of productivity and calm uh, resolve. And if, if your leaders are uptight, what do you think your team members are doing? Um, mm-hmm. So very important. It, it's crucial. You set the tone. When you say that we're half awake, are you saying that, in a, in a sense, that leaders are operating unconsciously with their behavior, unaware of the effect that uh, their calm or other attributes you just mentioned have on the rest right. of their team? That's correct. Communicating on many levels. So uh, a, a scowled face. Uh, p- people pick up on this kind of thing. I hear it all the time. A turned up eyebrow, uh, a look. It could be that subtle, but it also could be, you know, shooting the messenger. What are you doing? What are you doing telling me? Why don't you go fix it? Yeah. Um, we don't understand. We miss, we miss the, the, the data and the technology is wonderful, wonderful stuff. You know, it's a tool, though. But we miss is, uh, is the connection, is what we are able to give. You know, it goes back to the power of one person to make a difference. And it doesn't take that long, two minutes. Look at, drop your phone. And look at someone in the eye, look at your team member and say, yes, what do you, I'm sorry, what do you need? The connection. Yeah, I was going to say, I started, sorry to step on you, but I was going to add that it seems that a lot of this that you're talking about right now, it has to do with being present in the moment with yourself and with whoever you're dealing with as a leader, as a manager, right? That is correct. And to do that, see, people, you go to a seminar, you go to a workshop, and they say this is what you have to do, and that's great, but those are words. Those are just words, and I, I know, I think um, people make fun of um, affirmations and uh, those kinds, of, and, and they're right, right, because that's just words, but I, I'm, I'm saying turn those 
into action. And language is vitally important. It's crucial to language because language is a thought, an expression of thought, and it becomes real in the world. As you say, tangible energy starts with a thought. That's right. That's a good point. And that's why I say, I look, I've been to almost every leadership workshop there is. Uh, you name it, I've been there. And, um, I, and and what they're working on is vision. And what they're working on is uh, conflict management and political awareness, political savvy. But before that, before that, what kind of energy are you bringing to the vision? What kind of energy are you bringing to conflict management? And if you're thinking, I hate those SOBs and I'm going to fix them, well, that's not much managing of conflict, is it? That's where I go back to, it's, it's your energy. It's what you bring to that vision. Let's say you're going to a leadership workshop. Let's say we send Homer Simpson to a leadership workshop. <laughs> what do you think we're going to get? The energy that he brings to a leadership workshop, you're not going to change him talking about vision and conflict management. Brian, when you talk about energy and being present with those that you are leading, how does the concept of boundaries, and I mean personal or professional boundaries, fold in. The idea of a hierarchical structure. I mean, I've interviewed folks that have talked about a structureless environment with thousands and thousands of employees that actually works. And then I've also talked to those that are in, uh, that come and have been uh, molded in, uh, we'll call them military uh, types of environments, veterans coming back that are uh, quite by design, uh, working in a hierarchical kind of a structure. So, so how do you think about all this, and how does it fold into your concept of leadership? Right. Yeah, good. those are very good points. And you, you point out uh, what is out there, the reality. Yeah. Reality, yeah. that's right. That's right. So, so how do you go to one leadership workshop and then work in both those arenas? How do you do that? Mm. That's why you need to have the energy. I worked in government, so I know all about hierarchy. I know about chain of command. I know about that. You... How I take that is you, you have to have boundaries. You just, you know, you just, you just do. You just, it's how you, it's the energy you bring to that, too. You're very professional. You're always on professional mode. You're never uh, below the line on, um, on um, you know, personal or um, informalities. Yeah, getting messy. That, yeah, yeah, to the point that yeah. puts you at uh, risk or, or something. Uh, what would that be like? A, um, a liability. Never do that. You would never do that as a leader. And people will pick up on that. You, it's amazing what they pick up on. And they'll do what you do. They'll follow what you set out, the tone that you set. It's, um, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen immediately. It doesn't happen quickly. You have, to, you have to build this. And this is what I say about the development of the individuals in my book, High Impact Leadership. It's, um, it's easy to talk about. And it's, it's really tough to do, though. You have to develop it. We don't come to the table fully equipped to look people in the eye, to, to be compassionate, but yet hold people accountable at the same time. That's a skill, and that, that takes practice, and that takes development. And you have to be internally strong to do that. You have said that we have in America an employee engagement problem. Of course, we've got a lot of problems in uh, a lot of ways, but this employee engagement problem, we've touched on some of it now, but mostly from the vantage point of the leadership part. What about the employee? What part do they play in creating their own leadership as a as an employee, for example, sure. or maybe Absolutely. that's not the way that may not be the way you would ask the question. So uh, I'll yeah. defer to you to guide this, but you know where I'm going. Sure, I do. And you go back to the beginning where it says everybody leads. Everyone leads. You know, 
are just at different levels. Lead your life is what I would say, and this is what I have said when I was in the leader's chair. Um, you see what I'm bringing. You see what I expect of you. I expect nothing less than professionalism and the highest level of, of engagement. And I will give you that in return. You know, How can I help you be more productive? What can I do to help you be more productive? Now, you do that for, for a time, and, and you give people the benefit of the doubt, and then there comes a time if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then, you know, it makes it really easy, and I've done this. You, you call people in and you say, well, we've had these talks. We've, this is our third one, and I, we did this, we did this. We put you on a performance improvement plan. You know, I've given you numerous chances, and I still see this lack, so I'm going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to part ways. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, accountability is not given away. You know, you certainly hold people, hold people accountable. Everyone leads. You lead your life. You know, if you have an area, if you're a um, whatever, whatever you do, IT, janitorial, supply chain, you lead your area. A dispatcher at a, um, at a police station has a certain a criteria to follow. Everybody has a criteria to follow. And number one, you have to be a professional. Number two, what is your level of leadership? What, do, what is expected of you? Everybody should know that from the leader. And then you, you abide accordingly. But that doesn't mean we can't be friendly and it doesn't mean we can't be compassionate. But um, this is the other thing when the leaders get to know their people, and I've done this with um, mm-hmm. different organizations. You know your people so intimately because you have connected with them. You know when they're off kilter. You know when they're uh, off their game. You know when they need someone to talk to. You know when they need a break because you know them so well. So you're really suggesting a, a, an, inner, an energetic view to observation from the standpoint of the leadership. A 360 view, a very heightened level of sensitivity without it interfering with your ability to, well, I won't say command and control, but, but lead with authority and lead with accountability and expectations and all those other sort of things that are baked into management. But uh, it's this, this high intuitive thing that you're describing from what I can it tell. Is. Yeah. You're right. And the, and the uh, command control, you don't have to do command control right. because it's a given. You, they see you. They yes. see how you operate. Yes. And you're right next to them. Yeah. And obviously you're in charge. Right. It doesn't, it's not something you have to force because it's, you, you are the love, as they say. You, know, you, you, you are yeah. being the love. We're visiting with Brian Broadus of the website group. I'll spell that. Uh, T-H-E-B-R-A-U-D-I-S group.com. You mentioned your book, High Impact Leadership. When was it written? Uh, why did you write it? And let's get a tour a little bit of what's inside. Sure. Um, I wrote it and um, over the last couple of years, and I published it in January this year. And High Impact it's, is a lot more than uh, meets the eye. How do you make an impact? What it says is uh, through yourself yourself think about it think about it. if you've been in your job 20 years as a leader and every day you've come in and you're completely composed you have complete composure you have self-control you have self-discipline people around you your deputies your COOs your managers on the floor are cranky have mood swings uh, just normal days of no they're not bad people it's just what happens at work right it's we all get that but you you you're the leader you are always even keeled you're always composed you either um, you're always smiling you're you have it you have it together at least at work 
just imagine the impact that would be over a 20-year period. Every day, every day, every day. I've had people that I've coached that have done this. And um, when I go around and I look and I sit down and, and do a 360, I do my 360s. I like to do them ideally face-to-face. Yeah. I do a lot of paperwork. Yeah. And, man, the people tell me, oh, she's great. She has been wonderful. And she, every day, and I'm cranky. People put it on themselves. That's impact. And I not know how I got the word. I said, so what is that like? She goes, oh, it's, oh, it's impactful. Oh, I, oh it's, it's unbelievable. And then they, they feel like they need to correct themselves. They need to be in a better mood. They need to be like their boss. So you see the tone that's being set. You see yes, that? yes. It's that's a behavioral tone. Yep, yep, yep. So that's the impact. Yeah. And I also mentioned in here about profit in the introduction, you know, pro, just chasing profit it gives you a poverty mentality. And if you go back a little lower and a little deeper, just remember what we learned in management class, a raise is not that motivating to an employee. Uh, it's not the highest motivation That's right. for to do good work. So, so why would profit be the number one motivator for a um, CEO or a business owner? Um, not really. It's not really. It's a poverty mentality. It's contribution. It's making something. It's contributing something. It's making the world better for yourself, for others. So I touch on that too. The, um, the book's broken into two halves. The first half is um, take control of your mind and be the master, not the servant of your habits of thought. And then part two is aim higher. I'd be happy to send you a copy, Dave. I would love send to have one, and uh, right. folks can get it. I'm sure it's available on Amazon and all the other yes. usual suspects, right? Exactly. High Impact Leadership is the name of the book by uh, Brian Broadus, our guest today. You know, you're really talking about a reframe on leadership from top to bottom, or a tweak if uh, those of us who are maybe already practicing, and this is a practice, it's a practice. I like to sometimes think of it as, and you might or may not agree with this premise, uh, uh, really taking joy, pleasure, and satisfaction in being the calm in a storm. Uh, amidst the chaos of uh, uh, an organization that's moving at a high velocity where there's a certain injection of chaos every moment or every day, filling orders, satisfying customers. Of course, this varies from business model to business model, that you can just remain calm and find that silent center inside. Do you like that image, and does it fold into the work you do? I do, and it folds directly into the work I do. And to me, nothing more important is needed. Nothing more critical is needed. Watch the news. Watch the news and what you see. That's not everywhere. Of course, they take, you know, they, they um, sensationalize things, but, but that's, sure. that's, a, that's the tip of the iceberg. Just imagine, like I said earlier, the impact you would have if, like you described, if you were always on calm, if you had great resolve. People can come to you in their chaotic moments because they know you. Are, you've got the water bottle. You're going to put water on that fire. Yeah. I'll, I'll, go, to, I'll go to David. He's going he's gonna to help me. David will have the answer. David, what would that feel like? What would that feel like? If you're the leader and you have a team leader, if you have a team member, if you have a COO, that's, oh, let's go to David. He'll, he'll take care of this. How would, you like, how would, you, how would David feel? What a feeling. What That's a, a deeply satisfying image. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's deeply satisfying. And it, I think part of this is they know you have a predictable way that you'll behave no matter what they come into, in this case, me with, the leader. They can trust that there'll be a foundation of predictable behavior. And I think that's really what you're pointing to as you talk about it that way. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, that's the foundation. And could you imagine that? Can you imagine it's how safe 
an environment, you know, because people feel silly. Oh, I feel silly asking this question. I'm the only one that doesn't know the answer. <laughs> but, you know, oh my goodness, you know, we've all had that feeling. But you go to your boss's office and you know that your boss is going to say, no, 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 it's, it's okay, you know. Here's, here's, what we, here's the way I think about that. What do you think? Just imagine the safety. How, how would you feel? We always talk about children at school need to be uh, feeling good, need to have a warm meal in their, in their belly to learn. Well, what about employees? How do they need to feel to be productive, to be engaged, what you said earlier about engagement? What do they need to, to contribute more? They need you, the leader, to set the tone and to feed and fuel them and cultivate. I love this. I see that you're coaching and consulting. And of course, we've talked about your speaking. Uh, how does your coaching model work? Is it one-on-one? Do you do group stuff? Talk a little bit about uh, what we can find yeah. at uh, thebroadestgroup.com. Sure, we do all those. We do, I do what I'm asked to do. I, I, uh, <laughs> I work with yeah. the clients to develop what is needed at the moment, what is needed the most return on investment, what do you need right now? I mean, we all we, you know you have a laundry list, but what is critical right now? What's going to move the needle today, tomorrow, in a month, in 30 days? Uh, you know, long engagements, um, I have been retained, but it, long engagements are fine, but shorter engagements that are intense are much more appealing to me. And then they come back for checkups, for check-ins. Hey, is, my, is this right? Am I doing these kinds of things? So, yes, I work in all angles, and I just introduced um, – uh, to one group, peer coaching, powerful, mm. powerful. So what we're describing here about being um, composed and having great resolve and everybody's in the right mood, in the right frame, um, your managers, because, you know, your managers are spread thin. You've got three or four managers, and that's it. Now you've got peer coaching a step below the managers and the managers overseeing the peer coaching. So, so you're creating, like, a, if you, for lack of a better word, a lattice of leadership. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the peer coaching—it's—it's it's been proven that uh, it's one of the most effective um, uh, things you can do. And the model isn't really um, isn't really in concrete yet. Let me just say, but but certainly the spirit of it is. And um, you know what I do with a lot of my work is and the model is the individual, and it says it says right in my book that you know these there's there is no leadership model. The leadership model is you. And uh, what do you take from everything you've read and the leadership workshops that you've attended? How can you light a fire to composure, connection, involvement, engagement for those around you? Such a great place to leave it and really a delight to have you on this program. Brian Broadus has been our guest. The website, The Broadus Group, and I'll spell that T-H-E-B-R-A-U-D-I-S group.com. Coaching, consulting, speaking. Uh, check out his book, High Impact Leadership as well. Brian, we'll do it again. Thanks so much for joining us on the program. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.